Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today, David Anderson. And today we're talking about the shadow of a deadline. Oh yeah, it's looming. Oh yeah, all across the nation, right. I guess if you will, literally. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about the Iowa caucus and what can we learn from it from a technical standpoint, some of the issues that a lot red flags we see and like problems we may have experienced. Oh yeah, like in case you haven't seen the news, this is like very much in the right now when we're recording this, like mm-hmm. tearing back the curtain. It's been several days since the Iowa caucus and they still haven't figured out what the full results of that whole event was for their, their voting that they were trying to do or the caucusing, I guess. Right. Because that's a whole other different way that Iowa does it. And yeah, there's it's not 100%. Like a couple of days later and like it was at 62 and then 71 and now probably around 80 or something like that. And it's it's all because of software. Yeah, it's all because of software. Now, I think I want to preface like that I'm talking for myself right now. Like, I don't want to bash any developer in the situation that they're in. Like, I really want to feel empathetic in the situation. So it's not like, Uh, oh my God, that's Prime Directive is in full effect. In full effect. I need to understand Uh, that. Yeah. They did the best they could (laughs) with uh, what they had, their knowledge, the skills and abilities. And the time constraints that were given to them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because it's, it's, that's rough. There's a lot of rough. I'm sure they get a lot of slack. People are probably slinging tomatoes at them when they're walking down the street i hope not but that's like probably what's happening yeah i mean like my first thought when i heard the headlines it was like oh no hackers oh the the, the, the russian hackers the russian are in hackers got them and then i heard like the statistic about like the project it's like okay nevada and iowa the democratic parties paid this company mm-hmm. sixty thousand dollars to make this app mm-hmm to record their caucuses for them. Right. In two months. In two months. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, not hackers, just yeah. people. Yeah, like, these are people problems, <laughs> right? What are your thoughts on the two months? Didn't they know that they had to vote? <laughs> like earlier? Yeah, I mean, I would have been like, I'm really concerned and cautious about this time limit of two months. It sounds like... They had some budget for the year 2019, mm-hmm. and it was the end of the year, and they're like, what are we going to do with the $60,000? Yeah. If I don't spend it, I'm going to lose I'm it. Gonna the lose the it. national party is going to take it away. Oh, okay, I'll just buy an app. Yeah, we'll buy a couple of developers to make the app, and everything will be fine. Yeah, just but had it, some pocket change. Two months. Oh, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like even thinking about designing the app and having to teach people how to use the app, that's going to take a lot of time. Like, right. like it's intuitive to individuals who are building the app, but like if I, I always have to think about, all right, if my mom is going to use this app, is she going to know what to do? Like two-factor authentication, she probably does not know how to say that word. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> you were showing me this, uh, this segment of an email or something where they're like, okay, this is what you got to do if there's a problem. You got to get the two-factor auth. After you get the two-factor auth, you like, you know, do your password. Then you got your PIN. You enter your PIN in. And then after you get the PIN, then you're going to be on this page and you got to do all the stuff with the app that 
Oh, then you have, have to put to in do. the yeah. You have to put in the Iowa like section number of your caucus. Oh yeah. Right? So you have to remember that too. And like, my mom's gonna lose that piece of paper. Like, I mean, <laughs> we're, we don't do that in New York, but like, even when we go vote, she's like, oh, what, what district am I in again? And I'm like, <laughs> you got the mail. <laughs> but like that kind of stuff, like, is right. things like we as engineers have to think about when we are designing these apps because it's yeah. all walks of life who are planning to vote. And, you know, it could be confusing for users who are not familiar with, with an app that you're building. And I didn't know what a caucus was, so I, like, was reading up on, like, what the process is. And it's pretty complicated. Yo, it's mad confusing. It sounds, <laughs> like, very intense. Yeah, I got to go to the gym, like, to a gym room, like, a huge thing, and stand where I want to be to represent this person and right, have like, the opportunity to change my opinion if I really wanted to. Uh, right, like, multiple rounds. Yeah. Multiple rounds of voting, all recorded. And then mapping to other national level yeah. delegates and pretty wild. So it's it's like, you know, I started reading the article and, you know, I couldn't, I just like scrolled through it. I'm like, this is too much. I don't want to, I don't want to know how to do this. Like it's, it's not a simple problem. So. I mean, the domain is complex in this regard. Like, and if you have to literally take that experience and use it in an app, like, I honestly don't know what the experience of the app was or how they, how iowa or the company that was building it then the company name is shadow inc which is kind of suspicious altogether it was just weird name that's just a weird name that's a bad user experience too like someone emails you from shadow.io and they're like please download this app Uh, yeah yeah exactly uh russia is that you right (laughs) 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 it wasn't even from the app store which is like another red flag right I mean, like the because definitely uh, from Ru- no it's not from russia, not, they, not from had russia. No, they had no like time right exactly <laughs> they had no time i think you had there was little time to be able to p- potentially put it in an app store because you know google and apple have their own restrictions and requirements that take time that they may not have had mm-hmm. the domain is is complex to me i'm not in that space i imagine that the this uh, consulting company knows the space better than i do but reading that article of how the caucus works was that scroll bar was very little, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it was tiny. Whenever I see a tiny scroll bar, I just run away. It's, yeah, no, it's too just much. Go, yo, Command W, next. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. The budget you mentioned before, it was like sixty thousand dollars for two months. And I mean, if you told me I'm getting sixty thousand dollars in two months, I'd be I'd be a happy camper. Like, there's no denying that. But you have to put, like, somebody did the math over at uh, in one of the articles that we were reading. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a great thread on this and Hacker News. Right. So, like, the person says, quote, uh, that sounds like a lot of money to a layperson, i.e. me. <laughs> but assuming $100 an hour was a reasonable ballpark, it's like 600 man hours or 15 man weeks, essentially. That includes building the app testing it even if you're test driving it trying to go and put it out to production going out there to user test it with individuals see if they understand it like there's just not enough time to do in two months for something that is the like i personally feel like the most important thing you do in the list of civic duties that you have in this country like it's just not enough time to test this thing right yeah it's really like i don't know like with like web engineering and continuous integration continuous delivery sometimes like i feel like 
you can have a devil may care attitude towards like reacting quickly to problems or changes in requirements and just pushing out patches continuously right but like when you have like a one one time that you have to get it right or pay the price and you don't have the ability to push out a live update like that's like a different kind of calculus about yeah. like how you need to engineer your product with like risk tolerances and, and getting it right first time it's like it's not the moon landing but it's like closer to the moon landing than like my consumer web app that like you know people order pizza on right exactly it's totally different i think i mentioned before this like this particular use case isn't like agile right it's a very different way of thinking how you're planning to deploy this to the user because like once it's out or once the day comes like you ship it and then like a ship it just goes off into the sea and you're just watching it float hopefully hoping that it stays afloat the whole time you can't patch that boat up like no that ship stays like as it is or sometimes it sinks or sometimes it sinks and like that's kind of what happened in this case i think another thing i had a thought about this this brings up the episode that we have that we spoke about where it's developers versus engineers Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I don't, Dave. You mind checking the 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 tats on that real quick? That's number eighty-seven. Episode eighty-seven. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the top two episodes. Yeah, and I think this is a good case of that, right? Like me personally, as an engineer, this is equivalent to a bridge like falling. Oh yeah, to Coman Arrows with yeah. the wobbly bridge. Is yes, like, this is a wobbly, this is a wobbly bridge situation, <laughs> and. I mean, I'm not trying to tell these people, lock them up. Like, I'm not really trying to do that. But there's like, this is something very serious to the American people who are planning to vote. And if this would have been the only way that they were capturing the votes of the people of Iowa and you have obstruction towards like voting, like people would get, go to jail. Like if it was anything else, but like an engineer work. Right, yeah. I mean, thankfully it's it's not like they had like, some fallback of like paper ballots and yeah. records and things like that, but <laughs> it's a sigh of relief. It's a sigh. <laughs> you just relief. like blasted back to the 1800s, though. Yeah, I mean, and I think, hey, it worked in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> they counted the votes properly then, and I think again, and this could have been an honest mistake, and I feel like it it was. But like, if this would have been a building, like let's say if this would have been a building that that fell apart. Right. Like we wouldn't have the same sympathy. Like if, if lives were lost or something of that nature, I feel. I do think about that. I heard about like with the coronavirus outbreak in China. We're just like talking current events. The current events. Yeah. <laughs> I have a whole current events right now. It's going like, down. Uh, evergreen content. There you go. It's going <laughs> you listen down. to this like two years from now, you'd be like, uh, who cares? Yeah, nobody cares. Uh, but like, I heard that like the Chinese government was trying to react very quickly to demand for more medical facilities so they built a hospital in like some insanely small amount of time i think it was like a couple of weeks they built a hospital which i don't know what the scope of that is if they just like converted an existing building or like blah 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 but it's, it's still like kind of like oh wow they did it yeah oh man i think oh <laughs> i think there's a thinking about this particular topic and knowing that they had low time 
remind me of that particular website, Fast Good. It's it's like www.fastgood.cheap. A top level domain. Yeah, it's great. Well, that cheap, that must be top dollar. Do you right think there. it's expensive for it? <laughs> that would be oxymoronic and hilarious at the same time. I'm going to see how much it is to get the rabbit hole that cheap. <laughs> Not bad. All right. Is this Canadian dollars? Why does it think I'm Canadian? <laughs> Bro, you got, you it's got even pop. cheaper than it's, even it's cheaper. only it's only nine canadian dollars a year there you go oh man you, you need to check the vpn settings mate what's going on i don't know <laughs> yeah okay that's weird but yeah no i think uh fastgood.cheap is a simple site that has three radio three uh toggles you have fast you have good and you have cheap the problem with that well is, i definitely want fast you want fast yeah if you want it good if you want it good then you can't have it cheap and if you want it cheap, it's not going to be good. That's the same. I mean, it's just voting. It doesn't have to be good. <laughs> yeah. I think the idea was anytime that like I have a project manager that has like a really crazy deadline, I like forward them that site. Like you need, <laughs> you need to make a decision. And when you're ready, you show me the two you want on and, yeah. and we'll, we'll get the project which, started. Which isn't going to be the toothpaste that squeezes out the top. <laughs> <laughs> Do you tell them that you can let them know how to get all three? Oh, yeah. Well, if you wanted to get all three, then you have to disable JavaScript. That's, okay. that's, that's the way to do it. I don't tell anyone you don't, that. Don't tell, don't yeah. tell project, manager project managers that. you don't know this, but you got to turn off JavaScript. You'd be like, yo, all three of them make it happen. And that might be... But that is inherently not good, maybe. <laughs> well, the thing is, it maybe you move faster if you're not using JavaScript, you know? <laughs> I think that's like a... There's, it, that particular solution is a little deeper than I than it is, I think. Because <laughs> like, hey, maybe if we did it in Elixir, we could probably get all three. I don't know. <laughs> but oh. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, turning off JavaScript will definitely help you get through that particular website. But yeah, I think the idea, there's that. And then oftentimes... You may have like a project manager or a project where it's like, hey, we need to get this done fast. Here's what we're going to do. There's two people on the team. We're going to throw six more people. That'll get it done faster, right? Like, we, what? You're throwing more people at this project and you expect <laughs> it to go much more faster. Like sometimes it works and like, I mean, that change in velocity is probably too much, but there is a, a level where adding more people to a project doesn't increase the velocity or oh, the, yeah. the, the end of this project. Being right. Completed. That's like the classic tenant from mythical man month. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were talking about the episode and you brought up the mythical man month and I was like, yes, I've only had to use anecdotes to explain this, but there's a book that actually has information <laughs> about this, which is great. Yeah, It's a classic. I think we talked about it like way back in like episode number 17, according to my tats, which we talked about deadlines. I feel like we talked about uh, fast good that cheap too oh but, yeah i mean yeah, you know yeah. it, that's a classic classic. yeah just every episode fast good cheap. yeah we always gotta it, i mean yeah we always gotta Sponsors. use it yeah. <laughs> fast good that cheap it's awesome yeah but basically this is a classic book from about project management of uh, software engineering that was like published in 75 and they're talking about like how projects fail and there's like a fallacy that like if I have, we were talking about like that, that budget and that timeline and it's like, okay, I have, uh, you know, 16 man weeks. Okay. I'll just throw 16 people on this project and I'll have it in a week. Right. But 
there's just this idea that you you can't work out the dependencies of all of the things and the communication that's required and like idea of like bringing everything all together. Right. There's just so much overhead that has to happen when you add more humans to the mix, I guess. Right. Yeah. And and some people may think that like, oh, I guess it comes from, I don't know, I'm just thinking like working in programming is not like rowing a boat because I feel like that's like the case. Like if you had four people rowing a boat and then you added eight people to this boat that can fit 12 people, I guess, like you would move, <laughs> you would move faster. You would move faster because everyone's doing it and like everyone's rowing correctly and stuff like that. But it doesn't work like that in programming. Like it just the end. I feel like you could have someone who's like, who's really bad at rowing and is like going off the cadence and oh, like, yeah, and you know, go in the back, like they're, or he's rowing the wrong way. And <laughs> <laughs> That's probably me. I'm rowing the wrong way. But like if you had, if you had four people who knew how to row, right uh-huh. yeah and you added eight okay. more to people to this boat that can fit 12 people right because okay. like imagine only fit four and you got 12 yeah, okay. people okay. To row. yeah okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably move fast the same way okay. if you had four engineers and you added another eight of them yeah engineers who know how to how to code the the programming language of, of the choice of the project but that still doesn't help move faster though and then i add eight more developers into my boat and then it's six <laughs> right they're running software while the people are rowing. rowing the boat yeah yeah don't row your boat and write software just pick one that's what you need to do if i had to like think about the lessons of the particular situation is like I think we had an episode before where you could say no. And I think that no, I don't know the lives that the individuals over at Shadow Inc. live where they have to take the job and they need the, <laughs> they need the money, right? Like Poor Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy's got to work. Like, <laughs> Jimmy's got to feed his little, his son, Bobby, and Bobby's got to eat. But like, it's, it's, that sounds like a, oh, like that sounds like a overwhelming task of doing, you know, like capturing caucus voting in two months, you have to build this app from scratch. Like it just sounds like a lot of like work that needs to get done. It almost right. sounds, but like maybe they had to take it, right? Like they need the work, but like right. you had to say, like if I was given that project, I'd be like, oh, nah, I gotta, I gotta turn the other way. This is crazy. Yeah, I feel like somebody was talking about that too, and Hacker News, and it was saying like in this area in this domain you're often faced with these projects where they don't have a lot of money they don't have a lot of time and even if you do it right like the reward is not that great but right. if you do it wrong people hate you and they yeah they, they think that you're hackers or russian spies or bernie spies or Buttigieg spy you're a spy to someone <laughs> someone in the shadows right yeah. and and then your name's company your name's your company shadowed right so the, that doesn't help <laughs> It doesn't, doesn't help. help at all. <laughs> Guys, come on. I think it's just a combination of that. Like good, fast, cheap is definitely a thing that that needs to like be brought up because it's like it ends up playing that way where like you can only truly have those two things out of three. Over on Twitter right now, uh, you can go to Shadow Inc. HQ. Uh, their pinned tweet is pretty much apologizing over the delay of them collecting the information. I uh, reads, we sincerely regret the delay in the reporting of the results of last night's Iowa caucuses and the uncertainty it has caused to the candidates, their campaigns, 
and Democratic caucus goers. Like, I'm, I'm sure Bobby's not sleeping. He hasn't been sleeping well the past couple of nights knowing that this has happened um, because of the amount of people who are probably saying the meanest things to their entire organization on Twitter. Because you can now. Like, it's just so easy to be like, oh, you guys suck and frah. Yeah. I wonder how that retro is going to go. Oh, that postmortem. <laughs> I'd love to be a fly in that room. I can, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Shadow, Shadow Inc. HQ, if you want me to facilitate that, I'd be more than happy just yeah. so I can be able to drive a healthy <laughs> postmortem to a situation that has affected the American people. There's at least five whys. There's, a, there's always five whys. <laughs> sooner you get, you can drill down real hard into it. It'll be great. I hope this is a learn from failure on their part and that they can, you know, bounce back from this in the next project that they end up picking. And if people can be a little nicer, I guess. I'm sure because they're probably getting all sorts of names screamed at them. <laughs> shirt balls. Oh, holy <laughs> freaking shirt balls. Oh, man. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole.